Hey guys, JG here. I just want to take a minute to thank you for downloading this podcast. And remember to come back every Monday for new episodes of Obscurities of the Silver Screen on our new home anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. I have a great idea for a film. Hit me. All the right. studio is dying. We need we need a hit. We need a new hit. Well, I've got something s- to get the kids going. I've got something for you. Okay. Buff, 80s. Okay. Sexual. Yes. Conan. Okay, I love Conan. Ferrets. Oh, okay. Eagles. D- yes, I'm with you on the Eagles Panthers. and Conan. Panthers, yes. I still know how ferrets fit into it, but okay. Okay. Kevin Bacon. Okay, I love his movies. I love We Footloose. might not be able to get him, so we'll see no. if we can fit okay. somebody else in. He's going to be way too expensive because he's, he's, he's in Footloose. Okay, but hear me. I, I understand that he's, he's in the middle of Footloose right now. Yeah. But we need Kevin Bacon to handle ferrets and a panther like Conan the Barbarian. So they're together in the movie, Conan the Barbarian and, and, and Kevin, Kevin no, Bacon? No, Kevin Bacon is Conan the oh, Barbarian. Oh, yes. Yes, I am with you. You know, buff, swords... Ferrets. That sounds like the sexiest thing I've ever heard of in my life. Ferrets are the sexiest animal I've ever seen. They will be the main character of this film. Will they be the hero at the end, the true heroes that save the day? You know what? They fucking will be. Yes! Greenlit, make this movie. Oh, sir, we can't get Captain Bacon. Fuck! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 46 of Obscurities of the Silver Screen, the show where we watch movies that are often forgot by cinema, and we tell you about them. I am J.G. Murphy, alongside Remy Gray. Remy, how are you? I'm doing great, especially based off of what we just watched. Oh, yeah. This is... I think this goes straight into top five movies we've watched. I think like, I needed straight. this. After <laughs> after Thomas the Tank Engine, I was feeling hopeless and alone. <laughs> Hey, we had some good movies. We watched Jaws 3D. Jaws watched, 3D was fun. We watched uh, uh, Teenage Zombie. Well, no, Teenage Zombie was kind of a letdown. Sure. Yeah. Um, Pinocchio was interesting. We'll get back on that Pinocchio train in a minute. Power Rangers <laughs> was great, though. Power Rangers was fun. But, but I mean, that's, like but that's Power Rangers. This you know, we knew though. what we were yeah. getting into. This is like... This This gave me the same uh, uh, tingly in my weenily. Oh no, I don't want to say that on air. <laughs> um, <laughs> as like, as like, what, like Kung Fu Punch of Death. Kung Fu Punch of Death. Maybe even like Phantom of the Paradise. Oh yeah, like yeah, it yeah. gave me. Um, it it's a film that I genuinely enjoyed, right? And want to be right. a part of the fandom, like uh. Care Bears. Care Bears, yeah. Even so. I mean, I hate that I'm so on board with that. <laughs> but you're like Care Bears, and I'm like, yeah, Care Bears. Hey, that's a great story. <laughs> it was great. And I, like, want to talk more about Care Bears lore now. <laughs> we will. Um, so so we anyway, watched Beastmaster. Yes, which is a film based on a book of the same name. Yes. and uh, Which was written in 1959. And the movie is directed by Don Coscarelli. He makes an appearance again, ladies and gentlemen. If you remember, longtime listeners, he directed Bubba Hotep. Another Bubba one of Hotep. our favorites. Another one of our – oh, I guess Cool as Ice would also be up there in terms of, like, the best movies. Yeah, fact, like cool something that I genuinely still, enjoy and cool want to watch. Cool is still, I think, the top. Oh, man. That, that's a movie that I need to own on DVD, and I I'm know. surprised that I don't yet. Maybe, like, the collector's edition oh. signed by Vanilla Ice. I'm sure, I'm sure if I walked up to Vanilla Ice, he'd be like, <laughs> the fuck is this movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie you did in the 90s. I did no such thing. He's like, nah, not me. Straight up fact. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Beastmaster here. Beastmaster is great. So, going into this, I only had a couple references. Um, I actually, this is one of the ones that I recommended because JG and I toss out ideas and All we the time, yeah. kind of put them onto a list and we just kind of scratch them out as we go. This was one that I was sitting on for a hot minute. Yes. God bless you, John, <laughs> you. for your soul. Um, it almost flew out there. <laughs> We wrangled it back in. Yeah, we, we brought it back in. John still has his soul for what's left of it. Um, so Be- Beastmaster, I had a little bit of knowledge going into this, and I'm not going to lie. Right. Uh, my main knowledge was a small reference from the TV show Community by yes. Dan Harmon. 
and I've, uh, I've watched that a bunch of times uh, through and through. And anytime the Beastmaster bit is brought up, I giggle at it because it seems like something that I'd be interested in. So then I looked up the trailer of it, and holy shit, man, this is the movie for me. <laughs> this is right. the one that I want to watch. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even seem like something that I would make fun of. And spoiler alert, I'm not going to make fun of much. This movie's awesome. It was great. Yeah. I thoroughly I'm, enjoyed this movie. I'm surprised this hasn't gone down as like a Back to the Future. There I know it has. Some things, it has a cult following. It there does, were, yeah. There are obviously some things about this, especially when we start like reading up history of the movie. It's like, uh. And that's why it's a problem. And that's why it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. So I guess before we start this off. Yes. We do not condone any kind of animals being hurt no. or injured on film not, or, or used in, in any kind of way that is is unhumane. Yeah. Inhumane. We, we don't, yeah. Inhumane, inhumane yeah. or unhumane, which is even worse. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't condone that. Um, this movie did a lot of that. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. But, um... I'm going to watch the sequels, and I hope that they Me don't too. continue this trait, and yeah. we'll probably review them immediately after this episode. Me too. I think that's these are the next two movies we're going to be doing. Perfect. So let's um, get into it. All right. So we open it up. Titles, titles, awesome music, and then we get witches. Yeah. For the record, let's uh, uh, the setting of this is like awesome Conan the Barbarian fantasy. Like He-Man, yeah. Yeah. It's like He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, buff white dude with yeah. blonde hair, pretty much naked, big sword. Love it. I'm in. That's that's all you need for me to be interested in your movie. Give me a naked buff guy. Next, and just a throw big the sword. Thundercats in there, you know, and we're all oh, set. Did they make like live action Thundercats? I think they did. At I one hope point. they did. Oh, that sounds like nightmare Why fuel. Why don't I know if that? How is how is that nightmare fuel? And you are a fan of cats. Because okay, no, I'm just thinking like if it was made like in the 90s, you know, and like with like weird. Cats was made in the 90s. No, cats have been in the 80s or so, but like it would be in the same <laughs> okay, realm, I guess. So that's better. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know it would have like that weird like i don't know it feels like it would have a very uncanny valley vibe to it sure and i feel That's like fine. i would hate it and love it at the same time dude imagine mr misopheles except he's ripped and killing somebody see it kind of scares me okay <laughs> okay you just want them to be like not quite as ripped and singing to you yeah and okay. dancing around okay that's how i like my cats Beastmaster, everybody Okay, so, so it opens. They, yeah, we see witches. They're dancing around, and we see they're, they're like they're like in this cave. Yeah, and they look pretty. Like you know, I mean, like you you can tell they're like the young women that they're they're playing these witches, and we're getting huge Macbeth vibes out of this. Yeah, they're doing they're doing the whole like bubble bubble toil and trouble. Yeah, and, uh, and but then, then the witches you can see like you know you can see like they have like you know uh, uh, like nipple like. Um, pasties you know so you don't see their nipples and sure whatnot. yeah because then, they're wearing they're wearing very like tattery garbs yeah and you can see their butts and everything and then you can see their faces and they have like these ugly faces they've got they like goblins yeah they've got um it's it's actually kind of cool the prosthetics that they use for this because yeah. they almost have like melted faces like it's very like skin stapled on slash melting off the face yeah i was gonna say like putty yeah. Look like putty. They, they look very melty. Yeah. They look like in Evil Dead 1 when they start yeah. going all claymation and freaking out because of the Necronomicon. Absolutely. It's like if that wasn't claymation and was just makeup, that's how they look. Absolutely. Uh, so then <laughs> Rip Torn shows up. Yeah, and he's like the bad guy of the movie, I guess. Yeah, his name is, uh, and I feel like I'm going to pronounce this Mayax. wrong. Mayax? Mayax. Or Mayax. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mayax. Because I, I spelled it M-E-Y-A-X. It's spelled M-A-A-X. Max. Got yeah. it. Is there a cool little apostrophe in the middle? No. <laughs> Great. Too bad. Max. Max. But yeah, so Max, oh, played Max. by Rick Torn. I'm going to trust you with the map, Max. Don't. Goofy movie? Uh, yeah. And then he's like, is it right or left, Max? Is it so right, right or, or left? left? Right or left? Left! <laughs> And they crash, and Goofy's disappointed at his son for wanting to go see Prince. I mean, sorry, Powerline. Max, your dad fucks. <laughs> your dad has raw sex. John, you haven't seen that cartoon? What cartoon are you watching? No, it's like a cartoon strip that goes around. It like goes around on Facebook and Twitter as like a joke kind of thing, you know? Okay. Where it's like, you know, Goofy telling Max about sex, and he's just like, your dad fucks. And then... He's like, he yuck yucks women. <laughs> and Max is like traumatized and never wants to have sex again. He's I like, feel like I'm traumatized. <laughs> like, is it because I did the voice really well? 
You always do voices oh, and I sounds very well, John. Anyway, Beastmaster. So Rip Torn shows up to the Macbeth opening of like witches being like uh, staring into this boiling cauldron. And apparently and he wants to like sacrifice a child for like the god what like uh, some god. some demon god or whatever. Yeah. And the witches uh inform him that King Zed is about to have a child and his yeah. unborn child is fit for the sacrifice. Yeah. And he's also like and he's all, but isn't it also like he's uh I think he's also destined to kill Rip Torn's character. So it's that's like why sacrifice the kid the is kid. perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, The kid is gonna grow up and kill the uh, Rip Torn. Yeah. So so then he's like Oh, okay, fuck that, and then calls in King Zed immediately. Yeah, and King Zed walks on in, and he's like, "Hey, man, my witches just told me that your your kid that you haven't had yet is gonna kill me, so you gotta go." And King Zed's just like, "Well, I'm king, so no," and no. like leaves. But but uh, uh, my axe does this crazy power move for no reason, and it's ballsy, and I love it. He turns to his two, like, guards or henchmen or servants or whatever, and there are these two, like, badass monk-looking dudes who are standing mm-hmm. beside him, and he, like, turns to one and goes, like, mm-hmm, and then turns to the other and goes, oh, yes, and, like, nods to them. And then they pull out these awesome grappling hook things. They're, like, it's essentially the end of a fork, just right. like a prong tied to a chain, and they, like, and throw it into the like ceiling boards. Yeah. And then tie it around their own necks and hang themselves. Yeah. Just because my axe like nodded in a certain way. It was weird. I don't. Un- I, the whole beginning. Of I think the movie it was just kind a of, power move. I think it was I just showing so. how much power he has over people. But like the beginning of the movie, just kind of, it, I was kind of lost for like the first. Oh yeah, few it's minutes. foreshadowing. It's Macbeth. Yeah. So then they have the witches like go to uh, the king and queen when they're sleeping. Because they jail, they jail uh, Rip Torn. Right, of all. right. And then the because witches... because King Zed's like fuck you and your prophecy, you're going in jail. Yeah, and then the witches uh, go to the to King Zed and his King queen. Zed and his wife are just sleeping yeah. at night, and they use this like liquid, this like blue, it looks like glow stick liquid. Yeah, and they pour it on their necks, and it like incapacitates them, like they can't move. Yeah, they can't scream, they can't talk, they yeah. can't move, but they're totally awake, and it's terrifying. Yeah, and the uh, witches like then bring like, in bring... a cow. Yeah. And they like freaking um, like take the baby out of the womb of the of the woman. Like they shrink the womb it out of the womb basically. And Zed's then, pregnant wife is sleeping yeah. next to him, and you see like the full on baby belly. Yeah. And then the witch starts doing this crazy like voodoo stuff, and is like chanting some crazy like oh, la, la, yeah. thing. And then you see the this was awesome because you know how much I love prosthetics and like yeah. practical effects. You see the baby's foot kick inside of the belly. Yeah. And you see, like, the footprint come out of her belly and then sink back in. And then the baby belly of the pregnant woman is shrinking down well, as you see the cow, the cow get, yeah, pregnant. get pregnant. So, yeah, They're, like, like, putting the baby inside the cow somehow. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Fucking wild, man. I love that kind of stuff. It's creepy. It's 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 this cult satanic weird thing. I mean, it's not even satanic. It's just witchy. It's yeah. cool. I love it. Ugh. And then uh, the baby is born in the woods. And <laughs> they the, take uh, the cow out and give it a C-section to yeah. get the baby out. And then they try to sacrifice the baby. Um, to, like, this uh, uh, like a little burn pile. That yeah, they, they also brand on. him, too. They brand him. Right. <clears throat> right. They have this uh, – it's the sigil that is, like, a very tight U, whereas in, like, each sides of the U kind of curl inwards. But it looks like a pair of shorts. It looks like a pair of shorts if you yep. flip it upside down. Yep. So every time they dramatically look at the scar, which – we're gonna talk about it just looks like a pair of pants yep and then you get this random guy who just like comes up into them in he's the woods like a hunter or yeah like a monk you know like something. just a villager you know maybe like he's like trying to like gather bailey and 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 yeah know, stuff. And, and and he's just like oh what's this what's all this witchcraft going on i'll have none of that in my forest oh. he takes out this awesome like boomerang it's the best way that i can describe it is like a batarang from batman yeah. Because it like folds but cooler. up, but yeah, it's awesome. It like unfolds and it's straight up a boomerang, but like the heads of axes are on the inside of the curve. Yeah. So imagine that all folding into one thing that you can hold, and then you just and it's out, and you throw it like a boomerang, and yeah. then it kills. And stuff. he kills the witch. Like like he would tussles with the witch a couple times and kills the witch. He, he throw. If if you don't mind, yes, I go love ahead. this so much. He throws it into her back, and she's like, Ugh, witchy sounds. 
hands. Yeah. And then kind of freezes up. So then he's like, huh, and grabs a sword and like walks up to the back of her. And she's wearing like this weird red hood and stuff. So then as he like pulls his knife out of her back, she just does like a full on Obi-Wan from uh, yeah. New Hope. And the coat just yeah to the ground. And she, she appears behind him. And then she's him. naked and scary yeah. and like kind of sexy behind him as well. Yeah. Because she's just like sexy young lady with yeah. crazy face. And then actually stabs her and kills her. Great. Saves the baby. Baby's got pants on his hand yeah. because of the weird brand. And he takes him to his village, Circle Town. Yeah. With cir- tall houses. But, uh, Circle Town with tall houses. Yeah. Because it literally just houses like on these tall perches, you know? Which, uh, realistically, I totally get the strategy to that. You have this little uh, fort of a town that's completely circular. So every side is either equally well guarded or vulnerable whatever right but each of the houses are built on these giant like stilts yeah so if there's somebody attacking at the bottom they can't like they they can't fuck up your house yeah and you can also see him coming yeah unless you like knock over the stilts yeah your whole house is on the ground so he takes the baby there and they treat him like a hero for bringing a baby to them yeah and then jump forward like 10 years yeah it just like all of a sudden is to when our hero is just a kid yeah and he's learning how to fight the the guy who saved him and is now like his dad is teaching him how to fight, and uh, then like his friend gets like, like falls into the bushes and gets like eaten by a bear. Yeah, all um, of a sudden there's this giant bear. Yeah, that comes out of nowhere, and then the kid like the kid whose name is Dar. That's his name. Yeah. Dar. Dar. He like, he like tells the bear to go away and like stop bear, leave him alone. He just kind of squints at the bear, and you just kind of get it. Yeah, but the guy still died. <laughs> right but at least bear's yeah. gone but like then you know adopted dad tells him like you know you have to decide what kind of man you want to be like you know do you want to use your powers with your head or do you want to use them with your heart i don't know some mumbo you know some i'll use it with my dick <laughs> but you know it's just you know it's that thing where it's like you know jonathan kent telling clark kent you know what kind of man he wants sure. to be you know yeah whatever that man is change the world except weirdly this moment wasn't that meaningful in no, the entire movie it wasn't it, it could have if we it were was gonna like rem- supposed to be if it's we were gonna remake like it was this supposed to be take Absolutely. a tiny bit more time with this moment yeah i don't care about the rest of the backstory we get it he's he's a special kid but like at least build up that moment in his right. mind where he's like i have to fight for good right yeah um so then jump forward another 10 years <laughs> all of a sudden yeah, yeah. He's an adult now. Sexy, um, blonde-haired, sexy, buff blonde man hair, with no with shirt. No, no shirt and I don't very think he tight, wears a single shirt. Yeah, and very tight movie. shorts. Very tight shorts. And and the coolest thing is that he's, like, on the outskirts of Circle Town Tall Houses. And he's playing with his doggy. He's got this beautiful white, like, wolf of a dog. Yeah. And he <laughs> picks up a stick, and he's like, you gonna get it, boy? And he throws it, and the yeah. dog goes and gets it. Yeah. Like a good boy. Like a good boy. Like yeah. a good doggy. This dog is here. <laughs> is that State Farm? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and then these invaders show up. Yeah. Who are he... the Jun Horde. The Jun Horde. Yeah. Apparently, these are like the big bad guys. This is the evil kingdom. Yeah. That apparently- uh... And the leader, the chieftain, it has this badass mask. Dude, he does. It's like a full-on- just imagine your entire face encased in leather, but two With eye holes bat cut wing- out. And then bat wings on the side, and like a little tiny They're like skull moose at antlers. the top. Yeah. yeah. And then he's got this like stick that I guess he just like shakes around violent literally. Yeah. Literally? Because he's a leader and he's sh- a shaking it like a leader. Violent. Lee. He's just shaking it violently. Violently with enforcement. Yes. <laughs> and it's got like a bunch of skulls on it and it looks fucking crazy and scary. Ow. All right. Back to the section of the show where John kicks things off the table. Can I hit my play? <laughs> I'm okay. No casualties. <laughs> no Johns were harmed in the making of this episode. Unlike the animals in this movie, damn. Damn. Um, um <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they so the, the invader like the invaders like burn the whole town down. They fuck it up. And they, they like, like kill murder everybody. everybody. And they shoot the doggy. They shoot the dog. So so Dar is like, I'm a fight back, but he, like, doesn't have the skills yet because he's not, like, you know, full-grown hero yet. Yeah. Even though he's the same age and maybe this all takes place within weeks, we don't really know. I have no idea. Um, Because they do time jumps, and then after this time jump that we had just done, it just kind of goes until the, the end movie. of the movie. So I don't know how long this whole adventure takes. Whatever. They murder and burn the whole town down. 
uh, like Dar- on pikes. Dar gets knocked out, and then his good boy is trying to drag him out of danger. His dog gets shot by a crossbow bolt and keeps dragging Dar to safety. Yeah, and it's at this point that we see Rip Torn's character, Mayax, like, come in with the army yeah with the with the june horde so So it's it's like like 20 years maybe 25 years since the opening yeah yeah i would say something like that i'd say our hero's like 28 i would say younger i'd say he's more like 23 or 20 or like yeah yeah probably even though they got like a 40 year old dude yeah well yeah but that's just how they play hollywood baby (laughs) that's hollywood baby um and then yeah so like then you know the 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 bad guys leave the city in ruins Dar kind of comes to, and he's like, holy shit, my dog saved me. Looks. Dog's dead. Dog's dead. So he picks up Dog and brings him back to his cool father figure who is also dead. Except you can tell the dog is really enjoying being carried. <laughs> yeah, no, the dog is obviously happy. You see his, like, happy dog face. Yeah, but, he's like, you know, it, but like hey. he, he's the hardest working dog in Hollywood he's like, right now. I get to snuggle. I get to be cal- carried and held. This is the dog's life. And the dog does a really good job during this one moment. He, like, puts quote-unquote dead dog down on his father figure who was also dead to like burn the village and you know kind of you know you can't bury everybody yeah. just burn it so he like burn puts down shit. the dog and like puts the the father figure's arm over the dog into a snuggle position and yeah. you can just tell the dog's having a great time right. acting this part because it's like oh snuggle time snuggle time even though it's like sad on film right and then uh the uh dar our beast master he swears to have vengeance um, on his father, who he does not know is his adopted father, but he thinks he's his real father. And right. The town he's gonna he's gonna kill. Right. For the uh, that is something to clarify because I didn't quite realize that that wasn't. Uh, he doesn't clear know to him. that his that he his thinks, dad is Zed. Yeah, he did. He thinks that his dad is the guy who raised him, the guy who found him in the forest with the witches. Like he right. thinks that's his dad. Right. So it's kind of like a Hercules type of thing. You yeah. Know? Where farmer, uh, farmer Jimmy or whatever his name is was yeah 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 farmer jimmy <laughs> i'm sure that is his greek ass name <laughs> yeah jimmy farmer short jimmy. for jimothy short for the greek jimothkalis <laughs> jimothocles <laughs> nice there it is um so then we get this cool running travel montage where he's like running through the 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 forests and the land because he's like mad he's gonna go kill the dude who did this and he's got this big ass like stick <laughs> that he's just like swinging around for a second i thought he had like a sword and which he does have but he was like swinging around something looking all cool on the top of a mountain which <laughs> this this scene was shot like via helicopter or something because you know um it, it's like yeah. circling around this cool big mountain it's like somewhere in nevada i'm sure they shot this and and then we have Dar like standing up on top of this thing, shirtless, fucking buff. For the record, he's wearing like a leather loincloth that looks great, and yes. boots, and that's it. Yeah, like he's just some buff, oily guy, and he's got just like a log, like a thin <laughs> log yeah. that he's just swinging around, Pencil like like. <laughs> and then he like looks up to the heavens and goes. Aah! See, he just he's he's uh he's exercising, you know. Yeah. And then he and then there's a this a hawk uh, flies by. And it's he, a cool ass looking hawk though. Yeah. It doesn't look like a regular hawk. It's got like weird feathers around its neck, and it's a real hawk. Like yeah. it's not some CG bullshit. And then they're like, and then he just looks at it and goes, ah ah. And we know that he's doing hawk sounds because we're into this movie and yeah. we're ready to accept what's going on. But it's just but like, realistically, ah! yeah, he's just on top of a rock going. <laughs> it's so funny yeah and then all of a sudden i guess like you know his belt is sitting he's like cool yeah that's a bird um and then this his belt is just sitting like on the ground and these two cute little ferrets like grab it and run away with it yeah and he goes after them and he falls into quicksand yes <laughs> and you're not even speeding through plot points that's this exactly what, what happens. happens he's just like oh shit ferrets oh shit my belt oh but shit I... quicksand yeah whoops <laughs> So he's like drowning, in and he quicksand. like yeah, and he lures the the ferret like one ferret to like help him out or whatever, and then the ferret like falls into the quicksand while he gets out, and then he has to save the ferret from the quicksand. Real quick, the reason that he lures the ferrets is because there's a tree that's yeah. growing next to the quicksand, and he lures one just one of them to gnaw off an entire giant thick 
thick-ass tree branch yeah. to bend it over so that he can grab it, climb out of the quicksand. Ferret falls into the quicksand. Yeah. And then he, like, reaches in and fishes out and pulls it out. Now, this is probably scenario number one where there's a bit of animal abuse going oh, on yeah. behind the set. A, a bit. Because this is straight up a ferret that was dunked under muddy, shitty-looking water yeah. that he had to fish out. Not now, cool. ferrets don't breathe water so no. don't do that not cool in any regard not cool if you're going to have a scene like that be like oh shit a ferret fell under the thing dip your hand in there cut away to the ferret that you just kind of sprinkled dirt on top of yeah and go oh i pulled you out or cgi that shit yeah i mean it's the 80s so I i'm know. trying i'm trying to work with what they got but there's so many different ways to do it other yeah. than actually dunking a ferret under quicksand absolutely yeah that like, was kind of no that was not, not okay with that not okay um, which then brings us to like really to the second not okay thing, um, where we are introduced to uh, he he finds out that he can like see through the minds of animals. Right. He's like seeing through this one animal. It's clearly a tiger. You know, he's getting like um, harassed and whatnot. Yeah, it's like the tiger got like uh, chained up by the what? What do they call the them? June the June horde. horde? Yeah. yeah. Or the Jun horde. Jun horde. Yeah. The Jun horde like captured a tiger. And they like uh, wrapped a chain around its neck and yeah. pinned it to a rock. So now and it's just like, like chained to something. Yeah. And two things here. One, you can actually tell when they actually do like whip to him and you see the tiger. One, you can totally tell that the the guys who are you know supposed to be tormenting him are actually like hitting him with yeah. their props, like with with like sticks. Yeah. Two, the tiger is spray painted black. And this is like a novel canon thing that he has like a black tiger. Yeah. So cool. Sounds awesome and badass. Not cool in practice. Because they straight up just spray painted a tiger. And we found out that the tiger died because of this. So again, not cool. Not cool. Not cool, Don Coscarelli. Not cool. Not cool. Like we're we're cool with pretty much most things, but, but those don't, two things don't fuck with animals. Not fucking cool. Yeah. So so big thumbs down. Yeah. Great film. Fun story. Fuck you with fucking Fuck with that animals. Shit, though. Like not not okay. No. Um So then he he frees the the uh the black tiger, tiger. with his new friends. Uh po- <laughs> like the <laughs> the, the, the oh, uh, oh oh my god, I'm so surprised that we didn't even get into that. When he has the ferrets that rescue him from the quicksand, he goes, "Oh, you are my friends. I will name you Podo. And you. Hmm. What should your name be? Kodo." Kodo. Podo. So Podo and Kodo. Guillermo Biermo. <laughs> Guillermo Biermo. Yeah, so he sicks his, you know, ferrets and his hawk on these bad guys, and, like, the hawk claws out the eyes of one guy. I was really hoping that it would pull off his entire face. Yeah. I just had this moment of being like, that would be so easy. Just get some, like, ham, a big slice of ham, right. cut, like, eye holes in a mouth, and then just have the hawk fly off with that right. and just be like, oh, it took his face. Right. And then he frees the, lo- the tiger. Yeah. And now he's like... So then he says, he looks at his friends and he says, "I wrote it down." Me and too. He didn't. Okay. Me too. He says he looks at the uh, the hawk and goes, "I have my eyes." He looks at the ferret and goes, "I have my cunning," and then he looks at the tiger and goes, "And now I have my strength." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like fuck yeah, the like, beastmaster. So so I'm down with all of this. Yeah. Don't hurt animals. Don't fucking hurt animals. But, but still, I'm down with amazing shit. movie, great story. Yeah. And this is when they find two naked ladies just hanging out <laughs> in a fucking, uh, like, you know, kind of uh, spring water Yeah, because now that he did his good deed, saved a tiger, and has, like, animal friends, he's like, time to go take a bath. And there's, like, two sexy ladies already in the lake. Yeah. And then he looks at his one of his ferret friends, and his ferret friend, like, winks at him. Imagine it's like, Poto. Poto's yeah, the sassy one. Poto. And then he's like, mm, good idea. And then he 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 lets Poto like grab this one lady's like clothes yeah. and like take them away from <laughs> like, her. Like run off like a juvenile kid who's like, oh no, you gotta be naked. Yeah. And then he uses and then that now he does like douchebag things because like he uses his animals to pick up the chicks where he's like he like uses the tiger to be like you know oh try to like attack us you yeah. know and then he's like go away and then he's like Rah! and then the tiger like just walks away he's like. Right. See what I did there? She's like, "Wow, that was amazing." It's like, "Well, you know, you owe me deal. your life. You owe me your life." <sighs> and then, and then, like, force makes out with this girl. Yeah. And then she kicks him down. Good for her. Yes. And then he says, "My name is Dar." And then she says, "My name is Kiri," and that she is a slave to this person somewhere, uh, to this town, you know, not too far from here. Sure. 
And he's like, well, why don't you just, like, leave, you know? You could just leave. And she's like, if I do, they'll kill my parents. So there's your problem. <laughs> well, that's a problem. Oh, my parents. Suck yeah. it up. <laughs> so then, like, she just, like, goes off, and he's like, well, whatever. So then he keeps going on his journey and gets into, like, this cave area. Right. So, okay, clarify if you possibly can yeah but i looked down immediately to just write down in the notes what had just happened all of a sudden he's in a cave show up there yeah i guess this is just his next like i'm gonna walk down this road until i'm in a cave yeah um which has like these really weird like bird looking people not only that (laughs) it, it let me paint the setting for you it is a dark cave where the ceiling of it is almost endless it could be outside but it feels like inside and it's these uh, desolate, black, ashy trees with glowing ball sacks hanging <laughs> from the trees. And immediately I was just like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, like, what? what okay. is this? Um, but it's a fantasy movie, so I'm all in. I'm right. like, fuck yeah, like, give birth to some weird thing out of those ball sacks. Right. Um, and, and then there's also a weird statue that... Uh, it looks like the Hitler the eagle. The Hitler eagle, yeah. Which is not great. Right, um, and it's obviously not trying to do that, but it just has those yeah, sharp yeah, angles. Yeah, it's got those sharp angles. And, yeah. and then we see in a cage, we see this kid who uh, Kira actually told, or Kiri actually told Dar about, like, you know, the, the, the king's son is, like, was tra- was taken away or whatever. His name is Tall. Yeah. And he's trapped by these bird people. So he's like, okay, I got to free Tall from the bird people. Uh, wait, no, 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 I got this all wrong. That's not Tall in the cage. I'm way ahead of things right here. There's oh, this shit, kid right, in the cage. He's not tall. He's not the king's son. He's just he's in this cage, and they try to and he releases him, and the kid like goes running, and then he gets, and then one of the bird people like grabs him up and eats him alive in this really cool way. So these bird people, they don't really have feathers, right? They're more humanoid, completely naked, and skin. I imagine them a little bit more like bats. Yeah. So imagine standing up with your arms straight out as in, like, sort of a crucifix position. Imagine the skin from your pinkies connecting to the skin of your pinky toes. Yeah. It's sort of this weird web. So then this uh, bird person, quote-unquote, yeah. wraps its arms. Bird person. <laughs> bird person. Morty. Uh, this bird person, like, wraps its arms around this kid and then, like, vomits acid all yeah, over his body. That's right. Until it's just bones. bones. Damn bones, damn and bones, damn dry bones. Again, I am a sucker for great makeup and prosthetics and practical effects. These guys get me off. This yeah. is the kind of shit that I want to see in movies yeah. forever. Their their design, their makeup, their mouthless. They they uh, their mouths have sort of the thing like when uh, Neo in the Matrix goes into the interrogation scene right. with uh, Agent Smith, and they like melt his mouth together. Right. That's kind of what you're looking at, but they're all fleshy, and then they just have human eyes and these weird skin flaps that yeah. they wrap around you and vomit onto you. Yep. I love it. It's nightmare fuel. <laughs> it's scary. It's weird. It's and new, it's and Remy. it makes me rowdy. <laughs> And so then, uh, so then Dar leaves. <laughs> yeah, and sorry, he I comes got upon- really excited. No, it's fine. And he comes upon the city, the city that has is in trouble, is mm-hmm. in peril. Yeah, and it's run by uh, Mayax. Uh, Mayax, yeah, yeah, who is sacrificing a child in front like of people. Like he does. Apparently, that's his mo. Yeah, sacrifices children, and then so he sacrifices one child, and then he takes a second child. And, uh, the and for bees- the record, his his sacrificial thing is like this cool little pyramid. Like it's probably it's like, like this pit of fire that he throws the children. It, it's probably like twenty people tall, and then like the very center of it, uh, there's a staircase that goes up the center of it, but it kind of yeah. stops halfway. Like, it looks through. like a Mayan uh, pyramid. It's a very Mayan pyramid, but at the very top, it's got this like uh, pit that drops in, and yeah. you can kind of see it from the front. So it's like the staircases stop, you know, three quarters of the way up. Yeah, so you can see the pit drop in. Whereas the rest of the pyramid keeps going, and then he's standing at the top, about to drop a kid in. Right. And there's, like, fire and yeah. spikes. And... So then he grabs a second child, and he's like, we have to do another child, you know, for the sacrifice. Because he wasn't appeased. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Dar sees all this, and then he gets his hawk friend to uh, grab the second child and save him and, you know, take him away. But, Which... then, but then Rip Torn uses that as proof, as proof to his 
to the villagers that like we need to sacrifice to uh, give into the gods' demands. You know, like this is proof that the gods are demanding a sacrifice. Right. They took him themselves. Right. Cool. Like I love that. Yeah. I love the logic of the bad guy because it works in right. the world. Like, like he's he's functioning off of the way yeah, things like, are going. You know, he's just like this is just how things are. You know. Yeah. He's just crazy. The one thing, that, yeah, that was actually what I wanted to talk about for a minute. His motives are very uh, uh, obscure. <laughs> yeah. To me. Yeah. Because I don't know what my ex or um, what's his name? Mayx. Mayx. Yeah. I keep wanting to say Mirax. Is that a Skyrim thing? Mirax. I think it is. I don't know. I think that's the bad dragon. Maybe. That's Parthenax. Whatever. Um, his motives have been kind of weird to me this whole time, other than he's obsessed with sacrificing children. Right. Maybe he just hates kids. What a dick. Right. I mean, maybe he's... Uh, let's get into this for a second, though. Maybe he's manipulated by the witches. You know, sort of like the, the Sisters of Fate. Yeah. Where they're sort of manipulating Hades into this uh, thing that they're doing to... Right. Uh, prolong humanity or bend it in their will i think that this guy rip torn is sort of a slave to them yeah where he's just obeying what that he totally thinks could a be prophecy it. is that totally could be like it. he's buying into this cult that they d- that the people don't even see right they're buying into his cult and he's already bought into the witch's cult right cool i love it yeah i love it it's, it's so awesome. cool so the beat so uh, uh dar returns the child to his father and his father tells him what's going on with the town. And we find out that this father is the father of Kiri, I think. Yes. Yes? Because then does that make him... Yeah. That makes him... Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we had to confirm a spoiler. So that, because that was that whole thing. I feel like we both just realized yeah. that that's what their relationship is. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. I'm so... Fuck, I want to hear that story. Okay, well, we have a sequel. Yep, we Sorry have a that I just clapped into the microphone. You might have to edit that sound <laughs> out. Um, so, yeah, so, and then uh, this this father tells Dar, is like, what's going on? You know, like, King uh, Zed has been uh, captured, you know, and he's uh, uh, not uh, allowed to, um, you know, or, like, you know, uh, the, uh, he, he's going to be killed, you know, by the by the guy by Rip Torn. Right. And so is his daughter, you know, is going to be killed. Yeah. The, the, the father's daughter, like his daughter, Kiri is going to be killed. Right. Um, Everybody going to be dead. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, we have Dar gets ambushed by Mayax's Jun priests, uh, but his animals save him. Like, remember, like they're in the forest and like, and, and he get he's getting jumped by them. I'm so surprised that I didn't write this down in my notes because this is the introduction of one of the best characters. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, no, continue. He's getting jumped by them, and he's like, and his animals are coming to help him, you know, and fight off the enemy. The tiger, uh, the tiger strays like, off. Strays off and like, goes after two guys. Yeah, they're they're on horseback. A, yeah, he falls into a pit while the bad guys are trying to you know flee him, and then we're introduced to all of a sudden we're introduced to this awesome character named Seth. Yeah, and his and his friend, this young boy named Tall. Nice. And they're just like, boom, bam, bam, zing, ping. And Seth is played by, uh, fuck, what's his name? Um, uh, his name is uh, Jim Amos. He's in uh, Die Hard 2. John Amos, that's his name. John yeah. Amos, yeah, he's in Die Hard 2. He's in, um, there was another movie of his that he was in. Oh, Coming to America, he was in that as well. Nice. So yeah, this guy is like, he's a, he's a name, he's been in some movies. Awesome guy awesome character yeah it's so cool because like i was saying i was telling remy this like you know in in fantasy movies we don't have an it's too white fantasy movies they're especially they're, from that era like that time that kind of fantasy movie where it's like these high fantasy like lord of the rings your your you know narnias you know there's too many white people in it and, sure. and what's great is that john amos is a black is a black actor and so it's just cool seeing this badass black character in a fantasy and he has story. no no sort of connection to being any like 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 he's not a villager he's not he's not a commoner yeah he's a badass he's a badass he's, he's like out in the woods badass. and he fucks shit like, up it's like before mayax took over he was like the protector of the land you yeah know? so so when he sees the tiger fall into the trap uh one of the um june horde guys tries to throw his cool ass fork grappling hook thing at him at seth yeah. And Seth just blocks it with his staff, yeah. just a tiny little stick, and just catches the fork, pulls the dude towards him, knocks him back into the pit, yeah. and then says, 
the tiger will fight on his own terms. Yep. And that's so cool. This is so badass. And then we find out, so then, you know, he meets uh, Dar, and they, and, um, you know, Dar, like, introduces his animals to them. And we find out from Seth that the boy with him is named Tall, who is the son of King, um, uh... Not Zed. Zed, yeah, King Zed. He is the son of Zed? Yes. I didn't catch that that was also their relationship. Yes. He is the son of Zed. And then they also real uh, say that Kiri is the is the niece of Zed as well, which makes Kiri's father Zed's brother. Um, which Zed is also it is like we can tell already from the audience that Zed is the original king from right. the beginning of the movie, which would also make Dar the son of Zed as well, which would makes him also the ne- the the cousin the... of Kiri, <laughs> which makes their whole romantic relationship weird. But, but but they do it very tastefully, which you'll see. It kind of has a Star Wars kind thing. Of, sure, I mean they're cousins. Dar saves Kiri somehow yes yes because dar and, and seth like come upon these like jun uh hoarders and they have and they have kiri with them and they like fight him off and take kiri back with them and then they decide to go to the cast to the you know the the, the pyramid to, to rip torn's town to rip torn's town and, yeah. and screw with him rip town <laughs> yeah and uh that's when <laughs> that's right we've come upon this dungeon so they come upon this dungeon where they're like experimenting on these people i if you don't mind, can yeah, I take it back ahead. just a tiny bit? So this is the best application I've seen recently, and I know that this is an older film, but I get off so hard on this sort of like D&D style. You walk into a dungeon, and the walls are filled with booby traps. What do you do? Yeah. And that's how this whole scene plays out, and I right. love it. Because there's so like they, all the hands reaching out of like these like kind of like Exactly. They go demons. inside his pyramid, and it's dark, and it's a corridor, so Dar starts walking through, and what happens? Hands come out of the wall. Uh, cool. Like Makes no sense. We don't care. I accept it. Yeah. Like, just hands in the walls. And he has to run to the end of it and pull a lever to make the hands stop. And then we find out that they're, like, making these, like, kind of zombie-type type people. Death guards. Death guards. Is what, what is what um Tall calls them. Yeah. So they peer through a grate in the hallway and you can see down into the experiment room which is like also just deep inside this pyramid because it goes way underground and if you've seen um oh my god john i'm gonna be so pissed that i forget if it's batman and robin or batman forever bane batman and robin thank you so in batman and robin when they're experimenting on bane and they have him tied up to a chair and they give him some weird venom yeah I mean, they straight up call it Venom, and it's in a bottle that says Venom. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, make him drink it. And he gets buff and rips out and kills everybody. That straight up happens. They look down at this dude being tortured, and Tall goes, this is what they do to make death guards. Yeah. They torture a person. They damage his brain with green liquid. As this dude breaks open this weird bean pod that has green, it's a glow stick, and yeah. breaks open this weird bean pod and pours it into his ear, and then he starts freaking out and seizing out, and then has super strength, rips out, kills the dude, and then like a few dudes try and put a mask on him, and yeah. now he's a death guard. And then during all of this, uh, Dar like <laughs> leaves, lets his two ferrets like try to go down to the dungeon to grab the keys. Poto to, like, and Kodo. Out. I don't, yeah, Poto and Kodo, man. But he does give them a Mission Impossible where he has them on a, both of them on a string yeah. and lowers them through the grate towards the Death Guards and they yeah. grab keys. So then Dar and Kira come upon uh, Kiri. They find actually, they actually find uh, King Zed in the caves of this dungeon. My girlfriend wrote down in my notes, ferrets, 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. She wrote a few notes in here, so I just want to shout them out as they pop up because all of them are very wholesome. <laughs> And she loves. She loves the, the ferrets. Were very cute. They, they were, were awesome. They stole the show. Yeah, they stole the show. That's they're, why they're it's they're like real it's like He Man with his favorite beast. Yeah, two ferrets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They find uh, King Zed. And they're like, okay, we gotta get you out of here. And then a witch starts attacking them. And then Dar fends off the witch and kills the witch. And then uh, the tiger actually takes it upon himself to to chase away uh, Mayax out of the dungeon, so they can like continue doing their shit. Also, when they find Zed, Zed has no eyes. He has been tortured. He's blind. blind. So Dar goes and grabs a cloth and wraps it around his eyes. So he's got this, like, bitchin', like, blindfold. Yeah. Just a small detail. And the ferrets get the keys, 
and they get them to they get uh, them to Dar, and he and Dar he uh, Dar and Kira are able to escape the events while as the Death Guard is like trying to like get after them and try to kill him. Yeah. Also, uh, the the um June Horde, like some of the June Horde monks are also trying to get them. They yeah. close the door behind them so that the June Guards are locked in with the Death Guard. Yeah. And the Death Guard just rips them apart. Yep. So apparently these guys are just feral. Just the second you pour anything. that green goo into their ear, they murder anything near them. Yep. Awesome. I love that. I love bad guys that are badder than the bad guys. Yeah, I love that too. It's like we have like this tank character that's just going to murder like anything. The, like what the, about me, sir? It's going to murder you too. Yeah, it's like the Urukai. And totally. The orcs, you know? Totally. Yeah, it's really Where cool. they just like murder the goblins because yeah. fuck them. Because fuck that, yeah. Yeah. So then they bring Zed to his followers and he speaks to them. They're like an like a bonfire powwow. Yeah, kind of like this is what we're going to do. And the and Dar tries to put his put his two cents in, it. he's like, "You're no uh, hero. You're just a beast master. I don't want to listen to you." That's what Zed's saying. Yeah, that's yeah. what Zed's saying to him. So he's like, "Well, fine." And then so Dar goes and plays in the sand because he's mad. <laughs> Sad sand. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough, and it gets everywhere. Especially with that outfit, you mm. sexy beast <laughs> master. So Zed plans to attack Mayax, but Tall has this ring on. That has been, like, infused on his finger or whatnot for some reason. This ring actually popped up before, and I'm it's, sorry that I didn't bring in. It's popped up a couple times already, but this ring can see everything. Like, it has an eye on it, and it's like a witch's eye. Let's take a moment to describe it, simply because it did pop up before and we didn't mention it. It is like a finger ring that has a closed eyeball, and it opens up and can see things. Yeah. This is like the Skype that the witches use in their cauldron. Yeah. So they look into their cauldron, and whatever the ring sees, they can see. Yeah. So then they go, oh, shit, he's over here. He's talking about attacking over here. Let's send the June Horde over there. Yeah. So that the, they're in control. Yeah, and then Seth is like, we got to stop. They can't know the, any more of our plans. So he just takes a knife and just stabs the eye ring. It's not even a knife. It's even better. He takes a fucking twig, Fuck sticks yeah. it in the fire. And then the fire gets the end of the twig hot and yeah. lit, and then he just burns the eyeball. Yeah, and it burns the and eyeball. And then throws the, the ring into the fire. Yeah. But because Mayax was able to hear all that, Mayax's forces are able to capture Zed, Kira, and Tal. Yeah. Um, like, they go Zed. to the little camp or yeah, whatever. And, and uh, Seth as well. Yeah. And they, they're going to uh, sacrifice all of them right. to, the, to the gods. I'm curious because, you know, we haven't read the novel. Yeah. How much do the gods play into this yeah, whole sort I wonder. of thing? I, I wonder, wonder if they even exist. I would be so down if it's all just, like, bullshit. Yeah. Because I love that when fantasy books have, like, oh, we must pray to the gods, and then suddenly one dude is like, well, no, and then you realize that the gods don't exist, and it's all crazy cold stuff. Yeah. It's like real life. Yeah. <laughs> sorry so if, then, sorry then, if that offends no, everybody. Right. Yeah. Um, Dar, we offend people all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, Dar then, like, you know, he has to, like, go and find, you know, save his friends. And he gets there in the nick of time, and he's like, all right, time to kick ass and take names. Yeah. Um, so he does. And then Seth is like, screw this. I'm not getting sacrificed. And he rips off the cloak that he was forced to wear to, like, show his awesome, like, you know. Bod. Bod. It's like, time to kick ass. So they all fight and everything. And it's it's an amazing fight. It had a really good climactic, uh, you know, this is it. Yeah. Like, the little tower. We've he also got, uses, we've got like, his animals to like you know he'll like get like he'll send like the hawk to like go poke someone's eyes out. Well, know? he has the ferrets doing their own thing. Yeah, it's tigers really cool. fighting some shit. It's really cool. Yeah, and then he gets up to Mayax and he's like he's he's at, he's at the very top of the pyramid. Top, yeah, so he's also against Mayax and Mayax tells Zed that that uh, Dar is his son. He goes, that, oh oh look at your son, prophesized yeah. son. Yeah, the son the that one who's supposed to die. Yeah. You know, that you know, it's like he never died, he lived, you know. And it's like, what what do you mean? You know. Because Zed is just now realizing that this bullshit beastmaster is his firstborn son. Yeah. And then he straight up kills Zed. Mayax kills Zed. Yeah. He he has Zed in like a hostage situation with knife to his throat and then just stares Beastmaster in the eye and then just stabs Zed straight in the chest. Yeah. And I thought, and then, I thought that's not going to be it for Zed, but it was though. It was. Yeah. And Dar then fights. Yeah. It's crazy. Expectate like <gasps> that's how you subvert expectations, right? I there. love that. Yeah. Oh god. Then it's a fight off between Dar and Mayax. Yeah. And then like Mayax, uh, 
they're, they're like getting close to the fire pit and whatnot, and Dar stabs Mayax, thinking he has won. With Mayax's own knife. Yes. Mayax goes for like a lunge with a handheld knife facing down. Dar grabs it, turns it, stabs it into Mayax's chest. Then they like tumble. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so he's able to stab him, and he's like, okay, I think he's dead. So then he picks up Kira, he's like, I got Kiri, and he's like, I gotta get us out of here. Yeah. And while he's doing that, he can't see that Mayax wakes up again. And he's like bringing the knife out, he's gonna stab uh, our hero. Like, rips it out of his Dar. own chest. Yeah. And then one of the ferrets, like, jumps out and, like, bites Mayax. Like, he bites his leg or something. No, like it bites his fucking neck. Bites it, like, neck. climbs up awesome. and bites him in the neck. And then I'm gonna say that that's Kodo. Because yeah. Kodo's got the fire. Poto's the sassy one. And then, unfortunately, when Mayax falls into the fire pit, so does our ferret friend. Kodo, Kodo. rode uh, Kodo rode the Mayax train to Georgia. Yeah. And even on the midnight train. <laughs> um, and, and we were all, like, really shocked by that. That was sad. That was so sad. Um, I'm pretty sure Miley wrote down. Oh, yeah. Ferret died a hero. Yeah. <laughs> And then, so then, uh, but then Seth and, and Dara are like, okay, the city, the, our battle's not over yet. We have to go fight, you know, because, well, the because Ju- the Jun all Horde- of a sudden, yeah, the Jun Hoarders are still like out there. Like the whole armies of, the, of, of, uh, Mayax are still out there ready to fight. Yeah. Cause they're like, fuck, you just killed our leader. I guess we're all going to fight to the death. Yeah. So then we get big, badass, scary dude who burned down Dar's place yeah. in the like first opening act or whatever. Yeah. We get to see him again. Cool, leather-clad, crazy. He's got, like, bat ears with yeah. um, moose horns and skull staff. Yeah, but then they set a trap. Uh, well, at least uh, Dar and the people of the village of the, of the city set, uh, set a trap so that when uh, the hoarders, like, or the horde comes uh, through, they fall into uh, kind of a pit that then uh, Dar would set on fire to cause an explosion. I mean, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I don't know if you're wanting me to react. But yeah, but, but yeah. In, in the no, and all, it's yeah. it's a giant explosion. It's way bigger than I thought it would be. It's huge. Because you think it's going to be like, you know, boom, just the pit. But the camera zooms out, and it's like the entire town is a boom. Yeah. But then throughout the, all the midst of all this is that a tall gets stabbed in the midst of all of this. Oh, yeah. He gets, he gets our wounded. Kid. Yeah, our, our boy. Kid, the son, his brother, Dar's brother. Ah, I love that. That like it slowly reveals that that's his brother. Dar's finding out that that's his father. Yeah. Father's finding out that's his son. Z- yeah. And then also his brother. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Zed's, finding out that he. Zed's brother's daughter. Yeah. Is Kiri. Yeah. So that's it's really cool. Dar's kind of like cousin. Just slowly like. You I know, love it. Yeah. Reveal all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the leader is the last one to face off against Dar. Ooh, and it's such a showdown. Oh, yeah. You got crazy leather-clad skeleton man versus Dar, who has now proven himself as the Beastmaster. Oh, yeah. He has controlled his powers. He has a ferret who just sacrificed itself for the greater good, which, for the record, I made a joke as we started this that it's like He-Man, but he's got ferrets. Yeah. I am backing that one 100%. This is the most badass thing I've ferrets. is the most badass thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I love it's it. It's awesome. And then when he defeats the leader of the of the army, like he kicks it, like he stabs him with his own with his own staff and he throws him into the fire. I thought that was so cool. They have a lot of good uh if if you want to see like a cool climactic fight scene, yeah. definitely look up the end of this movie because it has sort of that um Wow. Oh, what is it called? What is it called? What's that song called? In Star Wars. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Battle, uh, Duel of Fates. Duel of Fates. It's yeah. got that vibe. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because it's just like, oh, shit, this guy's bad. Yeah. Like, sure, uh, 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 Mirax or whatever is a bad guy. Yeah. But this guy is Darth he's Maul. Bad. Yeah. He's, like, he's, he's the, the one who he's is. He's the expert. He's silent throughout yeah. the entire film and he's scary. But he's deadly. Yeah. Yeah. So the fight goes on and, like, Dar breaks off one of his, like, cool hat wings that yeah. he's got going on. And then the fight ends by Dar shoving a, a scary man's skull staff that has extending blades. Yeah. Like, it also has that reveal. Of, uh, 
I'm glad that I'm compared that I compared him to Darth Maul because Darth Maul has that like yeah and then it's a double sided lightsaber and for the first time you're like holy shit this guy has that too because he's got this club with skulls and like blades that kind of go down it yeah and then he does this thing and the blades open up yeah so it's like an umbrella without the cloth parts blade umbrella yeah so it's just the blade sticking yeah it's really cool and then he stabs himself Dar Dar like flips that shit around and makes him stab himself and he throws him into fire. Great. And then with the remaining Jun uh, fighters, uh, the hawk comes o- comes along with the bird people, and the bird people eat all the Jun fighters. So apparently we're cool with bird people. Yeah. Like, they're, they're scary. Like the they eat in, humans. Uh, in Lord of the Rings. I mean, fuck, man. It's like if David Lynch directed Lord of the Rings, right. you would get those bird people. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then the battle's over. The battle is won. And they nurse the kid. Ba- they nurse Tall back to health. Now... Dar is the rightful heir of the throne. Tall does not know this. He was never told this, I don't think, in the film at right, all. Right, right. But like he's, he's not aware yeah, that Dar is his brother. Dar reveals that to Seth. He says, I'm you know, I'm his son, I'm his long lost son. And Seth says, Then you're the rightful heir to the throne. And and Dar says, It is not mine to take. And he leaves to leave Tall to be to lead uh you know and take the throne himself. And he pulls something out of his invisible pockets because God knows there's no room on that costume, son. Right. And he puts something in a cloth and hands it to Seth to give to Tall. Yeah. Which was his cool boomerang thing. Yeah. The like battering thing. We that... thought it would kind of be something more meaningful. Yeah, but, but that, it, well, is. it is cuz it came from his uh, stepfather. Oh, you're right. His adoptive father. I guess you're right. Yeah. Fuck. This movie's so good. It's so multi-layered. For a mo- I did not expect this movie to be that multi-layered. I want to go back and watch this again simply I because this is going to be more like No Retreat, No Surrender, which is kind of it's like this outrageous action movie. Sure, you know? sure. This actually had a lot going on. Yeah, it's got I'm shocked. I this is what the second time that I compared it to Star Wars. Yeah, it has that. Yeah, it has like the family also, thing. Yeah. Also, should note that the surviving ferret had ferret babies. Yes. So, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Hold on. That's how it ends. Yeah. Is that like, as as they and kind then of fucking Dar and and Kiri just make out. As Dar knows that she's his cousin now. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's it's, fine. I guess. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, no, it does zoom out, and there's this amazing shot that, you know, you can't really train an animal to do specifically this, so I think it was kind of just on the side, and they were filming. Right. But their tiger that they spray-painted black uh, leans into Dar's bag, and a ferret pops its head out and gives it little kissies. Yeah. And it's the surviving carrot, which... uh, Carrot? (laughs) Ferret. That has... Babies. A bunch of little babies. The so pokey's head fucked. So, so although one ferret was sacrificed, the legacy lives on. The legacy lives on. The story, <coughs> the legend goes on. <laughs> the l- legacy, the Morty. It's fuck. <laughs> so that's Beastmaster. Beastmaster. <laughs> what a flick! I cannot wait to watch the second one. I know it's gonna be awful. Just looking at the poster, I'm like, wait, what? It's okay, ladies and gentlemen. Our next. Uh, episode that we're gonna do is Beastmaster 2. Yes. So let me just pose to you what I know of it because I refuse to learn anymore until we watch it this time. Imagine if you were watching The Fellowship of the Rings, mm-hmm. right? And that movie ends and you're just like, damn. Like, it, uh, the adventure must go on. Yeah. And then they release the poster for the next one. And Frodo's just like, in a convertible car <laughs> right. with like palm trees. Yeah. And it says portal to time. And you're just like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, Hold on. I was like actually into this movie. What am I about to watch? What, am I, what are you showing me? So, so yes, it's time travels. Involved, so yeah, go ahead. Look up Beastmaster 2's poster. That's what we're going to watch. And I'm going to be pissed if it's not good. <laughs> wait, it's going to be like awful. I hope. And it's- then I bet it's re- it redeems itself with three. Yeah, because also I looked at the poster for three, and it looks like no it's going travel. back to, yeah. No time travel. I mean, but I don't know. Maybe there is. Maybe all of it's time travel. You... Maybe he was from, like, 1980s L.A. <laughs> and went back and became the Beastmaster, and now he's going home. You know, Who knows? I don't fucking know. So that's know. on tap for next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. What would you give this? I'd give this a solid five out of five. I would give this five farts. Yeah, I would five give this five. five big farts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I would even give it one big fart that just like, and you're done. Right. Like, oh. That's how good it was. It yeah. feels good. It felt great. It feels good. Well, that's the end of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Obscures the Silver Screen. Please check out the movie if you want to. You can find it on YouTube. Please uh, make sure to like our – you can subscribe to our show and give us ratings, give us comments, give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what movies you would like us to watch after we finish the Beastmaster trilogy. So that is going to do it for us this week. I would also like to know what y'all do while you listen to our show. Like, is right. this like a – I go to sleep and listen to a podcast. Is this a... Do you uh, masturbate to I us? have to... That's <laughs> fine, too. I was going to say, like, driving in a car, but, I mean, you know, my voice sounds great to, like, just jerk off to. <laughs> yeah, more of that. Because <laughs> John does, like, helicopter sounds. <laughs> that's what really gets the ladies going, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's how I captured my last. <laughs> was with All right, good night, ladies and gentlemen. We love you. Bye. Obscure. <laughs> hey, guys. JG again. One quick word before we go. Make sure to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can find us at OOTSS Podcast. Let us know your movie suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. If the movie sounds outrageous, we may just watch it. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week on Obscurities of the Silver Screen.